We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Ah, man, oh man. All right. Oh my goodness. Let's get into this. What's good, Knicks Nation? Salute. Tonight, the New York Knicks went down to the Big Easy to face the New Orleans Pelicans. After defeating the Atlanta Hawks last night, they were looking to extend their winning streak to two. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do so. Why? Because the Knicks looked like a team that was playing the second game of a back-to-back. New York would dig themselves a hole as they would miss their shots and commit too many turnovers. But that doesn't mean there wasn't a bright spot. We got another solid RJ performance as he continues to start hit the str- a strong start to the season. But we got to give credit where credit is due. Because the Pelicans were ready to ball tonight. Specifically, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram who both scored 24 and 26 points respectively. In the end, the Knicks fall to 1-2 to start the season as they lose to the Pelicans 96-87. to so let's get ready to discuss all that here. I'm your host tonight, Alex Chateris, a.k.a. the Tratacaster. And with me on the other side is Mr. JD Sports Talk, or as you know him, JD Breen. Tonight, we're only taking calls by the Discord. And make sure to support our sponsors, Manscaped. And you can go catch CP interviewing Jalen Brunson. We'll talk about that later in the show. Woo, boy. All right, JD. How you feeling, man? How you doing today? Ah, uh, it's tough night, tough night, second of a back-to-back, um, some concerning, uh, s- things that I saw tonight, mm. you know, uh, second game on the road on the back-to-back that they're always tough, but you know, this early in the season, I'm not sure that the whole back-to-back thing is as big of an excuse for me as it could be for many. But I understand it. Um, I understand the the thinking of them potentially, you know, they only score 87 points. So it's one of those things of what is the excuse of the second of a back-to-back? Like, how much is that true to the combination of things that you still think they need to work on and some some concerning signs you see out there for their foreseeable future? Because the schedule does not get any easier 
uh, as they go now um, and play the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road, and then they'll be home against the Cavaliers. Now, Donovan Mitchell did miss tonight's game with a tight hamstring, so we'll see what that, you know, how that, you know, materializes. But, you know, ah, I just, I just didn't like just the lack of fight tonight. I didn't like, um, I don't know. It was, it was a strange game for me just because the way they played tonight, Alex, was more so of a team that had something just go off on my headphone here. Uh, but the way they played tonight was giving me the signs of that team that was uh, playing bad when Tom Thibodeau was on the hot seat in terms of selfish play. Uh, they're supposed to have chemistry and continuity, and you just didn't see any of that tonight. And so I'm not sure what team I saw play out there tonight, but I think there's a few reasons why, and, and I'm sure we'll discuss that. Absolutely. Look, and let's get into it right now, man, because at first, when we're talking about continuity and we're talking about the success of this team, I'm looking at Jalen Brunson. I'm looking at Julius Randle. Um, second game to start off the season where both our guys – are struggling from the get-go. Brunson getting to his spots, but he was also having some difficulty with the Pelicans' defense. Pelicans are just... Julius Randle situation, which is... I, I can give... It's tough with Julius Randle and Brunson. Like, Brunson was like... He couldn't get to his spots, which is a little uncharacteristic for a guy who typically it doesn't matter who's in front of you. Like he can get wherever and score. So that was a little that was a little odd to see because so early into the season, I was figured that he's ready to go no matter the matchup. That's just kind of who he is. And then for Julius, you know, he hasn't found his but he was been doing other things well to start the season, right? The rebounding's been there, the facilitating's there. And you can see that he wasn't getting into the scoring rhythm again tonight. So he was looking to facilitate. But the thing about tonight is that even when he was looking to do that, it was just questionable, like, decision-making, which, look, every player has it from time to time. Like, the jump passes to go find, to then pass out. It's like, don't do that. Um, Josh Hart's looking for him to, to keep the pace with him, to push and transition. Wasn't aware of that. You saw quickly just trying to pass to Randall and, that was just a miscommunication on both of their parts right there where they're not they don't they didn't make the eye contact to to know what was going on it's just tonight's game as you as you said JD was just it just felt off and that's where it looks like why why were they so out of sync is it the, the travel from Atlanta to get to New Orleans was that the big thing like is it because they got in late like I, I need to know more answers because it was very sluggish especially from the starters mostly yeah, just mostly the starters, man. And I'm looking, I'm looking more so at Randall because I think everybody else tried to get into it, but it was just nothing was falling for them, man. Nothing was falling. And look, everyone has bad games. It's still early to the season. These guys can still turn around. But it was just it's very uncharacteristic, as you said, for we're only three games into the season. It's not like they played, you know, we're not talking about game 52 and these guys are exhausted. And, you know, you talked about them facing Cleveland. Well, for Brunson and Randall, they they got to figure this out because playing the Cavs, it's a back-to-back, my man. They're, they're in Cleveland, and then they go home to New York to go face them October 31st on Halloween and then November 1st. So 
we can't have it's like even though it was a back to back they're going to be doing it right there again so it's they got to figure out what's what's wrong man and really get into that groove because i know this is a difficult part of the season for them with the opponents that they have right but you got to you got to start off on a strong foot like you at least got to go 4 and 6 to start the season so that way you're still like in this like in this mode where there's not too much chaos. Cause if it drove, if it falls to like, you know, three and seven, two and eight, God forbid one, nine, then, then there's going to be, you know what the tabloids are going to say. Heads are going to be spinning and we don't need none of that. Yeah. And you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, cause let's get to it with Julius Randle. Um, this, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's strange because, you know, he got he has 12 rebounds tonight, four assists, but eight turnovers, bro. Eight turnovers. Nasty. Oh, Lord. Goodness gracious. And the thing about the eight turnovers is, you know, it's not a, like a Luka Doncic eight turnovers. It's not like a LeBron James eight turnovers where players are still impacting the game or their turnovers because they're trying to create plays and maybe the defense is playing good defense. But the, it's, it's, it's the thing with Randall is those unforced turnovers is, you know, just trying, not having the, the awareness of how many seconds are left in the shot clock, where you are on the floor, and how the floor is around you. You know, I, I, I kind of like two of those turnovers, you know, there's like two or one second. Like, there was one turnover. He goes to the basket. The shot clock has one second left, and he still has the ball while it's, it says one. And you're under the basket. You're going towards the basket. I would think the high IQ play there is you have no choice but to put up the shot. But he tries to go underneath the, the, the defender, and he tries to give a pass to Mitch. I mean, Mitch doesn't even ca- uh, catch the pass because it was deflected, and then shot clock violation turnover. But even if Mitch catches that ball, even cleanly, it's still going to be a turnover because by the time Mitch goes up to dunk, shot clock, expires it's those little details that concern me in the big spot because i'm not i mean let's see but i've always said i'm not too concerned about randall in the regular season i think with him we've gotten to a point where we're going to evaluate him on the playoffs right because in the end that's all that matters however that doesn't mean that we don't see the red flags now and early of uh uh-oh these are some of the same type of plays. These are some of the same type of habits. These are some of the same type of situations. Whether you want to say that it's going to take him some time because of the ankle surgery, whether you want to say that it's a second of a back-to-back, whatever the case is, you know, it's some of the same mistakes that terrify, you know, us about how can this translate to the playoffs if that's going to be eliminated by the time we get to the playoffs. That's my concern is... Now that we have expectations, we have to focus on details. We cannot allow the small details to just go ignored because this is the film on him, and this is what teams are going to continue to do. They're going to put speed on him. They're going to want him to turn into a scorer, his mindset into a scorer, and they're going to want to put a lot of pressure on him, late shot clock situations, because opponents don't trust that he's going to make the correct basketball play. And there's two different sides of being the, the player that he's been so far. On the positive side, him deferring to RJ, he's deferring a little bit more. That's the positive. 
However, on the other side, when you have to be a little bit more aggressive, can you put that along with deferring at the same time? Can, which, that, which means, can you pick your spots? And tonight, I don't think he picked the spots because tonight he just wanted to be a scorer. He wanted to be aggressive. Um, I think maybe the matchup had something to do with it with Zion. Zion Williamson certainly took that matchup personally. Mm. You saw him a few times look at Randall. You saw him a few times talk trash. You saw him a few times put his, you know, hand up telling them you too little, right? So Zion certainly took this matchup personally, and it looked like, you know, it was too much for for Julius Randle to handle tonight. So, you know, he's going to have to come back strong against Cleveland Cavaliers, another team where he's going to face Evan Mobley, another team that he struggled with against in the playoffs. And and the Knicks are going to need him, so he has to bounce back. For sure. And people are going to probably think and hear this saying that, you know, we're being harsh on Randall or, like, we're hating on him. But I think it's just it's just, it's just the facts at this point. If you're going to be the number two option on this team or number one, however you view him, I think he's the number two option on this team. You got to put – there's a definite level that you got to play at, man. The the awareness the, uh, the awareness is so key. And it's not saying we haven't seen him do it before. We saw him do it the last couple of games. Look, no turnovers in, ga- in game one. He had more – he had great passing against the Atlanta Hawks. Caught a rewatch that this morning. But it's the consistency at which you do it, right? And when you're the number two, whenever you talk about all-stars, stars in general, superstars, doesn't matter. The thing that we always come back to is the consistency to have that type of performance game to game to game, right? Because at the end of the day, when it's Jalen Brunson, when it's Julius Randle, you, know, you, you have to count that you can rely on these guys in big moments. And in moments like tonight, where it's just, you know, just stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Like, and look, like I said, everyone has these games, right? It's one thing to say, yeah, it's it's an off night for him. But the thing is that we've seen this over the over the past couple of seasons, where that's why it's worrisome. We've seen this last season. We've seen him like even last year. Like he didn't start off great last season, but he caught on fire once December came around through March. December to March was like he was on a hot streak, man. And so that's the thing is like we know during the regular season it's going to happen. He's going to go. He's going to be good. He's going to go through that good stretch of games and he's going to be productive for this team. We know that. But the thing is like, this is the practice. These are the repetitions that we need from him right now. Because once, as you said, the playoffs come, that's where we've already gone through 82 games. You're like, all right, I've seen the situation. I know how to respond to it. Now I'm ready for what, when the, when it's money time, when it's showtime, that's the stuff that we need to, but look, it's game three, you know, not too thrilled at like his overall performance. I don't know if it's the ankle, as you said, Maybe it is, but I don't think so, man. Because he's moving at a he's moving at a fine pace. He's doing everything like he's supposed to be doing, man. He doesn't look strange. Like we're saying, like in preseason, my, me myself, I was like, he looks good in preseason. Like he looked like he was mobile, doing the stuff that you want to see him do. I, it's just, I think it's just getting into rhythm at this point and being off for so long while not playing because of recovering from that surgery. But hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with him. But you know, another guy who. We got to discuss, man. We got to talk about the bright spot, man, because I don't want to make this show all negative. We got to talk about R.J. Barrett because R.J., your guy, your guy, J.D., 18 points tonight, three rebounds, two assists, four for eight from the field, one for six from downtown, three for four from the free throw line, one steal. He is having a solid start to begin this season, man. I I really like the way R.J.'s been playing. I think when you look the way, when you're watching him, his decision-making is better. He is reading the court much better than we've seen in the past. It's not him bulldozing down the lane trying to uh, finish amongst, like, three defenders. It's him now 
recognizing what the defense is trying to do and kick it out to the perimeter to find a good shot. I'm really liking what RJ's doing. And then when he does attack, it's like he sees the mismatch that he wants. If not, there's like a slight bit of wiggle now, a slight bit. I'm not saying a lot, a slight. Now with like when he attempts uh, mid-range jumpers and so forth, I'm really liking that he's adding that to his game. That just takes repetition for him to get better at. But I'm liking what RJ has shown through the course of these first three games because it's not a slow start, man. We talked about it uh, for the preview before the Knicks tipped off against the Celtics for the home opener. And I said, I just can't see a, I can't see a slow start. Cannot see a slow start from this guy because we've had that every single year. And the fact that he's coming out the gate with strong performances in these, in these three games, and not against easy opponents, by the way. This is not easy opponents that we're talking about. We're talking about the Boston Celtics, okay? You got Jalen Brown and you got Jason Tatum. We're talking about, uh, you got DeAndre uh, Hunter on the other side against Atlanta, okay? And then for tonight, you got Brandon Ingram. You know who you're going against as well. This is not, this is not easy stuff. This is not easy stuff for, for R.J. Barrett. So I'm encouraged to see that he's performing at such a high level in his fifth year that I'm like, Wow, maybe RJ's starting to figure it. Maybe RJ has figured it out and he's starting to turn the corner where, you know, even in the limited game that he does have, he's being successful, man. He, he's being successful. He's finally starting to figure out. What do you think about RJ's performance tonight? I thought he was, I thought he was okay, to be honest. And and that's that's actually a, a good sign because for me to say that he was okay goes to show you that he's trending in the right direction because, you know his past with the slow starts like this is this is you know a good game considering you know where wh what we're used to getting from him to start um the seasons you know one of six from three so obviously bad night there you want to see um you want to see that improve he was a minus 15 so obviously you know that was a team worse uh skewed a little bit because obviously he was in that lineup with you know, Randall, who was a minus 11. So sometimes the plus minus doesn't tell the full story of, of how the game went. But, you know, only two, only two shots from being 50%, you know, 7 of 16 from the floor. And just his, his plan, his game plan, his, his aggression, and, you know, him taking the matchup against Ingram and not backing down. Like, these are the, good, the things that you want to see. Sometimes... It's, it's, it's the same thing. It correlates with Randall, right? Where Randall didn't have such a great game one against the Celtics. He didn't have such a great game two against the Hawks. But the mindset and the plan was there. You saw what the intentions were. So, therefore, he kept the low uh, turnovers low. And you could see where Randall was heading in terms of what type of game he was having on the floor and the impact that it had. Same thing tonight with, with RJ. You know, he had better nights. His first two games statistically were better than tonight. Um, nobody really pretty much had a great game tonight. Mitchell Robinson, a few other players had decent nights. But with RJ, the mindset, the attitude, the game plan is has been consistent through the first three games. So you're going to have a little bit setback nights like tonight. But everything else is there. And that's the positive for him. I'm encouraged that, you know, on a game where we were this bad, you know, him and Mitch, you would say, were our two best players tonight. Um, I mean, I think it, him and Mitch would be the two best players. I agree with that. It is him and Mitch, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. on a night where, you know, we were this bad and it was a blowout factor and benches cleared with a few minutes left in the in the fourth quarter, two of your young players 
uh, were the best players on the floor. So positive sign there. And we're going to need them again against the Cavaliers because, you know, we have to start getting some wins. You cannot come, cannot get in, you know, dig yourself a hole here early in the season because the schedule does not get any, any easier. Absolutely. And just to correct myself, seven from 16 from the field, uh, not, I think I said four from eight. It's seven from 16 from the field for RJ Barrett tonight to go with his 18 points. But yeah, man, absolutely. And it's funny that you say Mitchell Robinson because like Mitchell Robinson's game, I thought was like, it was a mixed bag, but I wouldn't say it's mostly, I wouldn't say it's all his fault for why it was a mixed bag because the defense just was not there, there tonight for the entire team. There's a lot of missed rotations causing Mitch to have to help on so many occasions where it's like defensively, like against Valanchunas, a guy who can also stretch the floor a little bit, right? Hit the mid ranges we saw in the third and fourth quarter makes things a little bit more trickier when Mitchell Robinson is just having to help clean up for other, everyone else's mess. I mean, he still had a solid production on the boards. He had 15 boards. Ten of them were offensive rebounds. More than Good solid God. to me. <laughs> yeah. Ten offensive rebounds. By the Ten offensive rebounds tells you how bad the shooting was tonight because the Knicks shot 36% from the field. Uh, if you want to round up, 37% from the field. They shot a, a abysmal 19% from downtown, which is good God. At least they shot their free throws well. At least they shot their free throws well. That's all I could say. But you saw see Mitch with 10 offensive rebounds, and he couldn't even do much with any of them, man. He couldn't even do much. Only eight points to muster because he was just getting swarmed in the paint because no one else could hit their shots. Everyone's like, oh, Mitch is going to get it. We're just going to, you know, make sure to guard him, make sure that he doesn't get these easy buckets. So just a tough night for, for Mitchell Robinson. But like I said, man, it was a mixed bag. Like the rebound, it's nice to see that he was able to compete with someone like Valanchunas to get the boards. But the fact that he wasn't able to score more defensively, it was like, eh. You wish I wish I could see him better for Mitch tonight. Listen, to me, I actually, I don't know, man. I have a different... It's slightly different. I thought he played. I mean, I thought Mitch played one of those games where I just, if 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 I'm him, I'm saying in the locker room, I'm saying to myself, I'm going to the hotel tonight, and I'm texting my best friend. I'm saying, yo, what more does this team want from me? Mm-hmm. Like, what what more? He shot fifty percent from the floor, four of eight. He gave you ten offensive rebounds. He gave you fifteen defensive rebounds. He gave you no turnovers. He gave you two block shots. He gave you eight points, and then, you know, for the for the most part, he took Valanciunas out. Like his matchup also didn't affect the game. Valanciunas scored a few of his points there late in the fourth quarter. Like he was a non-factor. I mean, he was projected to have a double-double. Jonas Valanciunas, that is. And us Nick fans, we certainly know about him because he always seems to play well against us. He always seems to have monster double-doubles against us, and yet he had eight points. Four turnovers, four fouls, and only four rebounds. Jonas Valanciunas had no impact on tonight's, you know, game. And that was Mitch Robinson's matchup. I mean, it got so bad that late there in the third quarter, Tom Thibodeau made the adjustment of putting Mitch on Zion because Julius Randle had no chance against him. Because, you know, Julius was also, that's another part of Julius' game tonight, he was not good at all defensively. He hasn't been good defensively um, to start the year, but it's kind of been um, masked because we got the win against the Hawks and he, you know, he played team ball. So that was a little bit under the radar. But tonight you, you saw a lot of, you know, Julius not being able to have good positioning 
in terms of his strength versus Zion, where Zion kept beating him to the spot. And Mitch has to overcompensate because of that. He has to cover for all those missed assignments. And so I thought Mitch, I mean, I don't know what more we would want from him, to be, to be honest with you. I mean, I think he did what he needed to do on the second of a back-to-back. Oh, by the way, Mitch Robinson, as of right now, I believe is the top uh, minutes guy for the Knicks. Mm. He's playing a lot of minutes. I think he played like 37 or 38 last night, and he comes yeah, he tonight. Yeah, 37, yeah. He comes, to, like, I mean, what more do you want from him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I think, I think he gave you what you needed, maybe even a little bit more, at least statistically. But I think this is one of those games where, where everyone is not in their assignment. You start to see it does actually impact Mitchell Robinson because he, he, he can look crazy out there on a few possessions where you're like, why are you over here? Why are you over there? But it's, if he has to cover for so many mistakes, he has to do it. So uh, I think Mitch played pretty well. And again, he continues to play well against these type of centers that, you know, I know Valanciunas can hit the mid-range, but he's not like a three-point threat. So when he plays the Capellas, the, the Valanciunas, you know, next game he's going up against uh, Mobley. So I think Jared Allen is still out. These type of players he plays better uh, against. And so far, man, he's, he's been rebounding the ball extremely well to start the year. I mean, I think he, he's at double digits for the season. For sure. And I think you, you like, I think we're saying the same thing in different ways because it's like, I, why I say I want to see him be better. It's like, it's the fact that he does have to cover for everybody else. Right. And that's why it's like, he doesn't get to shine in the way he should be shining because as you mentioned, he has to go switch with Zion. So like stuff like that is why I'm like, he had a good game, but I feel like it could have been even better. Like, like obviously the pinnacle is like, uh, is when he played the Cavaliers in the playoffs. Right. And how he had that, he had the dominant uh, game five closeout. But all I'm saying is that because Mitch, because his role is predicated on just being the safety valve for this team and being that offensive uh, and being the, the cleanup man on, on offense when it comes to offensive rebounds, like if he's not getting putbacks, if he's not getting wobs, if he's not uh, on the guy that he's supposed to be defending throughout the entire game, it's easy for him to kind of go under the radar. So I think we're saying the same thing, just in a, in a different way. I think we're saying the same thing in a different way. Um, but I, I agree on that. So to everybody tuning in right now for KFTV Post Game Live. We got everyone in here. Salute to all of you. We got 831 watching. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Make sure to share this video and make sure to, uh, to, to subscribe, man. Make sure to share these videos and subscribe to the channel. Support the movement. We're doing something great over here. Make sure to support in always fashion. Support to everyone tuning in right now. Support to all the, to the franchise channel members. We see Eddie Suarez in here. We see Edwin L in here as well. We got Carlos. I know I see Junior Caroma in here. Saw John Talento. We got JJ. We got Kenny Payne. We got all y'all in here right now. We got all <laughs> Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne. Is it the Kenny Payne? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, just being funny over here, being messy. But anyway, doesn't really matter. <laughs> but no, thank you all for tuning in right now. Appreciate all of you. We got Jamaica Queens in here. Let's go. Let's go. Hit those thumbs up buttons for your boys, man. Come on. Come on now. And just to remind everyone, we're taking calls by the Discord tonight, so make sure to download the app so that we can hear your takes, man. So that way we can hear your takes. We're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the Discord momentarily. 
Ooh, I see Dan from New Jersey is on the line. Dan from New Jersey, we're going to get to you in a second. Going to get to you in a second. Alex, anything about the Pelicans impress you? Like, any specifics about them that caught your eye? How about Zion, man? Zion looks like a beast. Are you are you are you a Zion guy, or are you one of those guys that's scared to give to give these picks? You know, to give these picks to go trade for Zion. You mean for for guys like that? Are you are you scared? You you see Zach Levine score fifty tonight, huh? Huh? I'd rather have Zion Williamson on this team. Let me see see what Towns did. Let let me see what Towns did. Let me see what Towns did. He had a double double. Right. Oh, good word. Double double. Cat. Don't talk to me about Cat. Who else is a target? Let, let's see what Embiid had. Embiid had 34, 8. Oh, and I nine. see. I, you're nervous, JD. You I see it. I sense it. You're nervous right now. You're looking to make a trade right now. That's what's going on here. I'm, you're looking to make a trade right now because you're like, look, man, we're one and two right now. I need to see, I need to make sure we get this 50 burger all the way through. I know you I know you changed from 51 to 50 now. So they, they, I know you're gonna need to bank on that. Jalen Durr, what Jalen Durr? Twenty three points, five assists, fifteen. I know you're not talking about Jalen Durr. I know you're not talking about Jalen. I'm just, I'm, I'm just stirring the pot. I'm just stirring the pot. That's all I'm doing. Oh my god! What's before you? All right, yeah, yeah. You know, because we know you scared. We know you scared to give up some of these picks. Jerry West said Quentin Grimes is the next. You know, Clay Thompson. He's better than RJ. You know, you know the Golden Boy, and all that. You know, IQ is the next. I don't know superstar after one game. You know. So, look, look, man, scam money don't make no money. I feel I, I hear you, man. But uh, <laughs> Zion, look, man, if you're telling me I'm gonna get Zion for a minimum 65 games so, just so he can get the awards, absolutely, I'd trade for him. I don't know, man. Not looking to let's just make it. Let's see. It's early, man. It's early, but I am impressed with the Pelicans did tonight. I will. I will tell you that. I will tell you that. I'm very impressed with the Pelicans. They look good, man. They look good. It's not like and the thing, but the thing is that I feel like at the Knicks. We're just in rhythm. It could have been like it was still a close game for how out of sorts the Knicks were. For how out of sorts the Knicks were, which I mean, let's go back to the score 96 to 87. It's not like the Pelicans just blew this team out of the water. It was like they just were hitting some incredible shots. We could talk about some of the foul calls too, but Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, those guys, those guys are legit, man. Zion just, you can't stop that man once he gets to the rim. That's just insane. Yeah. That's just insane. What did you, what did you think about the team? Uh, I still think, you know, you could see some of the weaknesses that, that could get exposed later on. I mean, we weren't able to do that. I mean, they still only scored 96 points uh, and, and, and they only shot 27% from three. Like, that's going to be their Achilles heels is do they have enough shooting? Now, in saying that, they didn't have Trey Murphy tonight, who is uh, a very good three-point shooter. Uh, but nevertheless, I, I don't know that they have enough in terms of them being a contender, uh, but they certainly have enough talent to mask a lot of those weaknesses. And, you know, this is a team that it's, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Raptors when it comes to giving the Knicks trouble, because you look at, you look at that depth chart, man. I mean, like I said, Trey Murphy didn't play tonight. He's six, nine Herb Jones was six, seven defending, uh, you know, Jalen Brunson, Dyson Daniels, six, seven. Uh, you have Brandon Ingram, six eight six nine. So when you look at, you know, where the way the game transpired today, a lot of these turnovers, just the Knicks a step slow, even a lot, a lot more passes. We had 18 turnovers, but it's, it could have been a lot more. In other words, it, it, you know, I'm interested to see what was the stat in terms of deflections because the Pelicans, all that hype, and they have, yeah. you know, 
all that height around the around the basketball court, all these guys that are six eight, six seven, they definitely affected the vision of the Knicks. And I mean, there there was a sequence there where we saw Dante DiVincenzo six four guarding the six eight, six nine, Brandon Ingram. And when I looked at that, I started to say to myself, man, we need a wing, man. Like we we, we you know, there's certain teams where that height difference could get exposed. And tonight, when you're not hitting shots, you see the difference in terms of the other team being bigger, stronger, faster than, than you are. So, uh, But for the Pelicans, listen, if Zion can, can stay healthy, I still think he has a weird game because he doesn't shoot threes. And it's more of like a street ball game where he, you saw that one possession where he picked up the ball. Uh, yeah. You know, Julius Randle was like, it's like if he was guarding Rajon Rondo. And, you know, Zion said, okay, took two, three, four, five dribbles, boom, boom, and went right under him. He made, like, some wild shot on Mitch, too. And I know you get credit for that, but I, I just don't know, how, like, how sustainable that type of game is in terms of long-term because of his weight issue. Like, he has to – in order for him to maintain this type of game, like, with such brute force and speed and power, you, your body has to remain in shape. And and you have to hope that he doesn't get enough injuries to where the knees, the ankles, you lose a step. Zion's going to have to rely on other areas of his game that he hasn't developed yet. But I know you're going to trade the entire war chest to go get him, J.D. But, I know that's what you want to yeah, do. But, but I know, I, yeah, I, and, and you're going to sell me on, you know, just wait. We, we good, <laughs> you know, because you, you scared to take a risk. You know, I, I get it. I get it. You know, you're conservative. Look, you know, man, I know you're, you're very, you're very, you're very rambunctious. But like, look, man, if I could trade all these assets tomorrow to go get Zach Levine to get Zion Williamson, I'm gonna do that. But it's all good, man. It's all good. We're gonna go from to Dan from New Jersey. We got Dan from New Jersey on the line right now. Dan, what's going on, bro? How you doing? Hello, hello, can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. There he is. What's going on, man? Let me have me hint there. I gotta, I gotta galvanize the troops real quick. All right, let's hear it. Guys, it's been three games, and this is my first call of the year, so I'm just going to evaluate real quick where I think our team is right now. Julius, I don't know who told you to show up every other year, but you got to stop it, man. You signed that contract, you got to show up every year. Stop playing with me. I mean it. Brunson, I'm not worried about Brunson. He'll be all right. Brunson's going to start knocking down those little floaties, you know, the three-pointer was going down the other night tonight, not so much. Not worried about that. RJ. I'm loving RJ right now, man. I, you know, today, I was really, really hoping I was going to get to call tonight and say, ladies and gentlemen, RJ Barrett has arrived. Mm. But, you know, because the Pelicans had to come poo-poo on my party today, I don't get to do that today. But that's all right. I will have my day. I know it's coming because the way that he's making some of these reads, man, the, the, the passes he was making against the Hawks, the poise, the decision-making, every time that the Knicks didn't have RJ in the game, we, st we, 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 we just stunk, man. And every time RJ came in, he just instantly provided a spark. I think it was in the third quarter. In instantaneously, when he got subbed back in, boom, four points right away. Just really, really great stuff. The three-pointer wasn't going down today, but I'm not worried, man. RJ looks amazing. Uh, DiVincenzo, you are a reckless passer. This is not Golden State. 
you, sir, need to stop. You need to chill. All right? Just keep shooting threes and playing defense. That's all I really got to say for now, fellas. And that's Dan from New Jersey. Thanks for calling in, bro. Hopefully you enjoy your weekend. Uh, JD, Dan had a lot to say. But I want to stick on one talking point, which is RJ sitting out. Because I, I felt like Tom Thibodeau was pulling RJ out of this game at some pretty crucial moments, considering he was the only guy that was really in rhythm tonight. And to Dan's point, when he was in the game, he was making crucial buckets, man. Like you, you, Just when you thought the Knicks were really going to be out of this game, here comes RJ to keep us back in the game. The one I was about to lose my mind, I think it was in the third quarter, where Tibbs sat RJ. I was like, what are we doing? Why are you taking RJ out now? I think he just made a floater. Instead, the Knicks were somehow able to cut the game, cut the lead, the Pelicans lead down to six. Then you have quickly and Hart foul Brandon Ingram. And at that point to me, I was like, okay, he got the and one on that. That, that just, that's just so deflating. You just brought it down back to within six. B.I. makes another back-to-back, a back-to-back crazy long two gets to go to the line. And I'm like, that's just so demoralizing for a team. But I was going to lose it at that moment when RJ was out. But like I said, Knicks were somehow able to bring it down to single digits. Single digit. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I thought Tibbs' ro- Tibbs's rotation with RJ felt like if you're going to give anyone a lot of minutes tonight, it was supposed to be R.J. Barrett. And, like, he ended the game with 30. I felt like he should have had more before he went out because Randall had 34. I, th- I felt like he should have had Randall's 34, maybe even more. Maybe the Knicks were, would, would have been still in this game even closer. What do you think about that? Uh, what I think about that, I think you watched last night's uh, show and you're trying to set me up. That's what I think. You <laughs> and TM and everyone that saw me praise Tom Thibodeau yesterday for the game-winning substitution of bringing in Mitchell Robinson to deflect <laughs> that late uh, alley-oop from Trey Young, that if it was Hartenstein, that would have never happened, and that would have been a bucket. You know, the way he called out some plays between Quick and DiVincenzo that allowed Quick to get to the paint. I gave him that praise last night. I'm not going to criticize him tonight. <laughs> not, yeah, ju- just in case for those who didn't watch, we had over 2,000 last night. However, you know, um, Let's just say everybody had a bad night tonight. Okay. How about that? Everybody, okay. everybody had a much left-to-be-desired night. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau did the best that he could. The best that he could. Nobody else was hitting shots. And, you know, we live, we live for another day. It's game three. It's game three. Okay. It's game three. I like that. JD's like, you know what? I'm going to let my Tibbs appreciation marinate for a few more games before I really before it's only I really been 24 get it hours you know it's only been 24 hours so I have to you know he, he gave Dante DiVincenzo some rope tonight and he, he he didn't play well so you know he was feeding off the Atlanta Hawks energy you saw he tried to give quickly some there quickly didn't play great tonight either so Tom Thibodeau did the best that he could how's okay. that okay I'll accept that answer I'll accept that answer. Like I said, I think RJ could have gotten more minutes tonight. I'll be the guy to say it. Tibbs, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning what you did tonight. R, RJ should have had more, the most minutes tonight based on uh, tonight's performance. That's just me, though. That's just me. The only guy that was hitting shots tonight, and, you get, and he ends with 
gets less missed than the guy who wasn't hitting shots tonight. Make it make sense, everybody. Make it make sense. I like the idea of like, hey, Randall running with the second unit because you need a guy who can score in isolation out there. I like the idea of that. Don't get me wrong. However, we gotta read we gotta read the room for a second. Yeah. Randall is not hit is hitting shots tonight. Go with RJ. Go with the guy that's hitting shots, please. For the hey, love of God. You're read in playoff it. mode. Woo. Yeah, man. Look, man, I'm hyped. You wanna, you wanna fight Start the, the guy? season? Sheesh. I, look, man, I'm not trying to fight the guy. I'm just trying to win games, man. This is a tough slate of games we don't keep talking about. The first 10 games, I'm trying to stay competitive, trying to stay ahead of the curve. That's all I'm looking for, all right? And speaking about staying ahead of the curve, let's go to our ad read for, 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 for Manscaped because gentlemen across the nation have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the brand that took your balls to space, now launching them into the ultrasphere. Introducing... Okay. Introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting-edge design and next-generation dual-skin-safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand-new The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, free shipping with the code KFTV, high-tech for low places, Manscaped. Come on, JD. You, you, you didn't think I was going to come out here not reading a Manscaped ad that's going to be wild flagrant? Come on, man. But for everybody out there, make sure to go get the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra thing is a gem. Look, they got their fifth-generation trimmer feature with two next-gen interchangeable skin-safe blade heads, all right? A standard trimmer blade for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go for that smooth finish wherever your heart desires, all right? Off also, no more wet shaving down there. All right, and you got the LED lights, so that way you can, you know, you get to see the skin tones, man. The contrast of the skin tones. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Make sure to support our sponsor, Manscaped. Make sure to use that promo code KFTV for 20% off and free shipping. Oh, yeah, man. Eddie, Su- Manscaped Eddie, Eddie Suarez says, send, it, send him before and after picks. <laughs> uh, no, no testimonials. No testimonials. None. Zero. None of that. None of that. All right. We don't need none of that around here. Yeah, that ad. The cat is loving that ad read. Let's go. Let me tell you something. CP sent this over to me. I took a quick glance at it. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Of course, I'm the guy that's got to read this one. <laughs> wow. So it's going to take your balls to space. Ooh. Yeah, man. I don't even know what I, – I've used it. I still don't even know what that feeling's like. So it's interesting. It's interesting, though. But make sure to support Manscaped. They do a great job. should bring Dwight Howard to the show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. 
A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, and moving along. <laughs> moving along. <laughs> Let's talk about Emmanuel quickly because you brought him up, J.D. What did you think of his game tonight? There were some moments tonight where I'm like, why are you taking that shot? Like, why are you, like, pulling up? Like, when this game, like, we're trying to get back into the game, and there was, like, a three-pointer where he just drives down to the court, launches a three, and I'm like, no one's even set. No one's even in the paint to get a rebound. Like, what are we doing here? Does IQ just have the ultimate green light, or, or am I missing something? Well, he definitely he definitely has the green light. Uh from from Tibbs because Tibbs says he's a, he's an IQ guy. So we you know he, although you know it's one of those love hate relationships where you love the guy, but every time he shoots a bad shot, you can still see Tibbs on the sideline like, come on, you know. So it's one of those things where you, you got to let the kid, you got to let the kid play. But hey, it's early, but I want to see more consistency. I think some of the things that have still been like right there. He's right on the cusp of becoming that consistent player that I know he can become. And he obviously he came out swinging game one. And, you know, I, I, it's one of those things. I want to see the efficiency be there. Um, he was four of nine tonight. So, but he was all of three from three. And that's the thing. I want him to be that 39, 40% consistent three point sniper. And, you know, like I said, it's one of those things everybody had a bad night, but with IQ, there there's still moments where you're like, mm, what am I going to get from you from a consistent possession to possession standpoint? And, you know, he, he didn't have it tonight, but it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. You're going to get these type of games from players of his profile where you're going to get some erratic play, some bonehead plays, but... You, you're banking on the positives, you know, how he can just go on a run on any quarter and go off. Like, you're banking on that um, for the duration of the season. But tonight, I don't think IQ had a good game at all. And I think the length of the Pelicans definitely affected him. Dyson Daniels on him. So a few possessions with Herbert Jones is defending him. And he has trouble against those type of players. It's, it's already a challenge for him to get by elite defenders. Uh, because he doesn't necessarily have that type of explosion to the basket from a one-on-one standpoint. So when he runs into those situations, he gets a little bit rattled and, and erratic. But just go on to the next one, man. Just go on to the next one. But I'm still, you know, the week after game one, I thought he was just about to go off for the rest of the year. Right. You know, and he's kind of ticked back to the normal, you know, role thing. But he got so much hype after game one with the contracting. And I thought, you know, it was going to be kind of like a run of five, six games of IQ going off. And when I say going off, that doesn't necessarily mean points. But, you know, from just him impacting the game from the moment he comes in. And I thought he was going to do that tonight, but but he fell short of doing that. For sure. And, and you know, it's funny that you said, like, 
because he didn't have a great game. But if you just look at the box score, right, just from like a scoring perspective, he went four for nine from the field, didn't hit any three-pointers, got his 10 points, one assist, one rebound. And maybe you're like, okay, like obviously this is where box scores don't really tell you much, but you're like, how did he have a bad game? You know, he's supposed to be our microwave scorer. He at least looked like he did an efficient job out there. But like when you watched him play, it was like I said, like there was a three that he pulled up for. I'm like, yo, no one's set. Like you're just running down. It's like one on five. Like, what are we doing here? Like we're trying to get back into this game. Like no one needs that right now. Like work the ball around. And this was the beginning of the fourth quarter. I'm like, there's still time left. Like work the ball around. No need to do that. Or there's even just some shot selections where it's like, like, why are you taking a side step three in the right corner when no one's in front of you? Like, just mark up, take a shot. How about the play where um, shot clock was winding down and he had RJ wide open in the corner? Mm, yes. And RJ had his hand up and then he yes. was frustrated. And then he, he, then by the time he gave him the ball, there was less space between Herbert Jones and, and RJ. So and it, it allowed Herbert Jones to catch up to recover faster right. to RJ. And then you saw RJ try to throw the heave and I believe he, the shot even got blocked and then the possession turnover. And, 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 it was, and, and then, you know, RJ was frustrated because he was open on the initial look and, and, you know, IQ for whatever reason, just denied that read and he tried to get to the paint. He saw he was stopped. And then at that point it's like, okay, now I'm going to give it to you. It's those plays doesn't really, you know, show up, uh, you know, much on the box score. But those are the type of plays that not only frustrates the team, but also galvanizes the opponent and gets them going. Exactly. And, and, and that's what that did for the Pelicans. Between him and Randall, who do you think over dribbles the most? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to say, ooh, wow. Over dribbles? I, I'm going to say uh, over dribbles. Well, if you want to actually count like the dribbles, maybe quickly because he's a guard and a lot of times he's setting the offense. But I, I think without a doubt, in the irregardless, quickly makes better decisions because sometimes even in a bad possession, when he's on, you can see he, he'll get an and one or he'll do a step back mid range shot, which he's you know he's added to his game now. Like there's still positives, you know, kind of like you know where Jamal Crawford was, where Jamal Crawford was. You know, you saw some games where you're like, wait, wait, what's going on? And he makes you like, oh, okay, I got it. Where Randall, you don't see many of that. You don't see Randall, you know, save you from bad possessions as much as Quickly does. Quickly has that ability and potential to still save you from a bad possession, whereas um, with Randall, it usually doesn't turn out well. TM, throw this, throw this poll in the chat. I need, I need answers right now. Who over dribbles the most between Emmanuel Quickly and Julius Randle right now. I need I need some answers right now. I love your response, JD. I think I'm gonna go with quick because I think it's just I'm gonna go with quick because I think it's to your point. One, he's a guard, but two, he's also the leader of the second unit. So he's in control of the ball the most of the time and he's meant to set it up. And just like tonight, where I'm just like, hey, you know, like as you said, RJ's right there. Like, why are we eating 10 seconds off the shot clock looking for you just to go? get a bucket like there's so many other things like that you could do just like swing the ball around keep moving move off ball like go set screens like have all this motion and you know shout out to Antonio Daniels who was calling because I was because I was on a league pass and they were giving me the Pelicans broadcast and he constantly talks about like you know for the Knicks 
he was saying like for the Knicks, like if you're going to just stay still, like it's going to make it easy for the defense just to lock in. So, and that for the Knicks, that's when it comes down to like over dribbling, not enough like off ball movement. And so they're just making life easy for the Pelicans. And especially with that wingspan, the height, it's just 10 times easier for those guys. Oh man. Oh man. All right. <laughs> Let's keep the show. Let's keep the show rolling, JD. Let's keep the show rolling. Guys. I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's a special event that's happening very soon. Very, very mm. soon. Gamba, if you can, please throw. There you go. Oh, Gamba's already reading my mind. I love it. I love it already. So, guys, Knicks Nation, Jalen Brun- join Jalen Brunson for a meet and greet and autograph signing on November 9th at Dave & Buster's in, Palis- in the Palisade Center, right, in Rockland County. Make sure to go to Rockland County Palisade Center to go to Dave & Buster's on November 9th for a Jalen Brunson meet-and-greet and autograph signing hosted by none other than the captain himself of KFTV, CP the franchise, all right? Doors open at 7 p.m. Make sure to get your tickets through the links at halloffamesignings.com so that way you can go reserve and go meet Jalen Brunson, go get an autograph, go chill at Dave & Buster's, hang out with CP, do the entire thing. Come on, guys. Go meet number 11. It'll be a great time. KFTV doing it big as always. This is just a great opportunity. Can't wait to see uh, CP interview. Isn't that crazy, Alex? That's so crazy, man. He's got got RJ. He's at Evan Fournier. Now he's getting number 11, Jalen Brunson, the point guard for the New York Knicks. Insane. Bro, no, just think about it. Like, like, and I'm not saying this because I'm, you know, a part of Knicks fan TV now, but, you know, it's like... Bro, this is a YouTube channel, bro. <laughs> like, we started as a YouTube. You know, Lixer TV started as a YouTube channel. Just, you know, just, you, you know how many just YouTube content creators are out here for their respective teams and other sports and other teams? And it's like, it would be a dream of anyone to be able to even, you know, interview anybody related to the team, even if it's not a current player. And Knicks fan TV, you know, whether it's, the, you know, Spike Lee or past Nick legends uh, that, that CP and Knicks fan TV have already worked with. You, you know, you mentioned Evan Fournier. I can remember how that was. And, 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 and then you start to think like, well, you know, Evan Fournier is a second tier player. Like, can they get someone else? You, RJ for, for, for a shoe release. And then now it's Brunson and, and it's like, wow. And then, you know, all the guests, people you add to the show for the pregame is just it's just crazy when you think about it like the growth of you know what we've been able to like like grow into it's just it's just crazy and, and I'm telling you I always say this it sounds cliche-ish but it's it's facts if it wasn't for the people in the chat the fans because the the channel rings bells because of you guys like like we try our best out here to give a little bit of entertainment, um, but be objective and as accurate as we can. But if it wasn't for you guys, man, this channel wouldn't be ringing bells like that where, you know, a, a Jalen Brunson or RJ or Evan Fournier or whoever wants to be, you know, Mike Breen wants to do interviews with us. It, it, it's just, it's just crazy. So shout out to you guys. And that's going to be a big event, another milestone for the channel. And, and there's definitely going to be more to come. 
Absolutely. And look, we even got maybe, the, like, maybe Zach Levine. And oh, my God. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe one of the players that you scared to make a move for him. Like, you never know. At least you know? didn't say cat. If you said cat, I would have got a, a walked out, out of this chair right now and just called it a day. Good Lord. <laughs> but yes, to even add to the to the great guests on this channel, Chuck D, who I know is in the chat, throw a hashtag PE for Chuck D because in the chat. Day one. Ooh. Day one, man. Day one listener. But yes, for Nick's for to your point, JD, we gotta always salute to the to everybody tuning in to the to the YouTube channel, supporting all of our all of the outlets, man. Whether it's the YouTube channel, the website, everybody, we can this is impossible without you guys. So thank you for always tuning in and supporting us and supporting this movement. It means so much to us that we get to do this and, and get to talk about the team that we love. And really, we can't do we don't do any of this without you guys. So really thank you for all for for supporting us. But once again, make sure to go join Jalen Brunson and CP, all right? If you want to go get Jalen Brunson's autograph and go meet him for a meet and greet Thursday, November 9th at Dave & Buster's in the Palisade Center. That's right. For all you New Yorkers who say you got to go upstate, when it's not even upstate, it's downstate, okay? Because I'm from Westchester. I know how all you like to do that. It's at the Palisades Mall, Palisade Center, whatever they want to call it, in Rockland County, hosted by CP, all right? Doors open at 7 p.m., so make sure to go get your tickets. You can get the ticket at Hall of Fame signings.com. And we got to th- give a special shout out to our guys, Forzano Law Firm, for helping making this, making this all possible. And thank you guys once again for all make, making this all possible as well. So make sure to go get your tickets. Don't miss on the opportunity to go meet Jalen Brunson, all right? And CP. Come on, guys. Make sure to go do it. All right. Getting close to the end of the show. And we got another caller, man. We got another caller. Actually, JD. You know who this caller is. One may say you guys have, uh, I don't even know if you got, I won't even call it beef. I would say you guys have had a, a friendly game of one-on-one. You guys have had a friendly game of one-on-one, and not just any game of one-on-one, but you had an epic game of one-on-one at the, on the court that we beloved, man, at Madison Square Garden. You guys had the opportunity to play one-on-one on the New York Knicks home court. We got none other than Cody Glock on the line. Cody Guac, what's going on, bro? How you doing today? Hey, what's up, man? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. What's going on, Cody? Everything is great, man. Yeah, yo, y'all ain't show the footage of the one-on-one. I scored the first basket on JD. I gave him the ball back, though, you feel me? And then y'all got y'all footage, but that's neither there or there, you know. Yo, shout out Manscaped, my. I average zero turnovers because of Manscaped, man. You know what I mean? I take care of my ball profusely with the utmost friction in my mixing. Let's get down to the Knicks, man. It, this is bad, man. Mm, why is it bad, Cody? Are you panicking? Yeah, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. Okay. But okay. Second the temperature. Before, before I tell you why it's bad, right? I think I know why Julius Randle cut his hair. I think mm. I know why. Oh, boy. Here we go. What's, what's the reason, Cody? I think Julius Randle cut his hair because Julius Randle sucks. Oh, Get him wow. off the Knicks. He needs to be wow. traded right now. RJ's the man in the Yo, RJ, I always pull through for you, baby. You like my life charmed on third game, man. You putting up numbers above 17, man. Yo, you the heart of the Knicks, man. After Mitchie, of course. Let me tell you something about Mission. So, that's what I'm missing. It's just no snitching, man. You see Mitchie? Yo, Alex, what more do you want from Mitchell? <laughs> what more do you want from him? 
Fuck Let Cody. him know. Let him know, Cody. Oh, God. Talk to him. Talk to L- him. Listen, listen. He shut down his matchup. He he won his matchup. Now you have you have to pick up the slack for slack for Randall. Randall was getting straight horse stance scoopadachi. Oh, mm. straight horse. Let's go. Zion was like the little brother that just got too big for the little brother and like, yo, go get me ice cream now. Jeez. <laughs> and then you had Mitch, you had to pick up the slack. What more do you want from this man, man? But that's what I'm Come saying, on, Cody. All I'm saying, man, all I'm saying, Cody, is that this is not, Mitch had to cover for everybody, so it doesn't look great, man. It doesn't look great when he has to cover for everybody. That's all I'm saying. That's all worry, I'm saying. Alex, worry about your Jets covering tomorrow. Let's go, oh, Cody. Keep okay. going. Now we're getting Talk personal. Now, now, we're getting per- now we're getting personal. Now, now, we're, just, now we're just getting personal. You know what? Yeah, that was tough. Now, now, that was tough. Wait until that defense. I heard you on the show last night. You said the G- Giants got better defense than the Jets. Oh, my goodness gracious. Did I lose it? So now, I was at a wedding yesterday. I'm losing it. I'm losing over here. I'm like, did JD just really say the Jets got, the Giants got a better defense? Than what am I listening to right now? You almost made me turn it off for a second, bro. You almost made me turn it off. But it's not about me. Cody, continue on with what you got to say. Nah, I'm a Giants fan, but the Giants is losing this one, bro. But that's either here or there. I ain't going to lie, man. Yo, man, Randall needs to get out of New York right now, man. That's my stance on this, man. He he yeah. got to go, bro. He's He can't play defense, and Zion exposed him. He exposed him, man. And it looked mm. bad. He can't play defense. He's he's struggling offensively. I know Randall tunes into the show. You cut your hair because you suck. Get off the Knicks. I'm hot tonight, man. Yo, man. Shout out Manscaped. Shout out, shout out Nikki Pipes, man. Shout out CP Free Throws, man. Shout out, shout out, <laughs> shout, shout out everything in the world that's not Randall right now, bro. Shout out everything in this planet that's not Randall, man. I'm out, man. There you have it, everybody. There's Cody Glock with his. He he said, "Get Randall off this team, man. He is heated. Game three into the season, he is heated. Saying get Randall off the team, I don't, I don't know about that now. But it's just like everyone's allowed to struggle. I'm, I, you know, it's still early in the season. People can figure it out. Okay. You see, you see the expectations. They it's yeah. getting to some fans already. Game three expectation. It's a different season, right? From day one, it's not about you know." We don't know what's the ceiling or potential of the team. That's why last year was so much fun. Who, you know, going into game one, there's no way you would have believed me if I would have told you, yo, Alex, we're about to go to the second round this season. We're going to be a five seed. We're going to be a five seed, and we're going to get out the first. How are we going to be? A, wait, wait, on the road? First of all, we're, you're telling me we're going to be a playoff team? Because mm. remember, the Jalen Brunson contract was much maligned and nobody thought that he would get us to that point. And now this season, all that's out the window. You know, there's people, there's fans that are saying Eastern Conference or put Leon on the clock. You know, there's fans that are saying second round. And I'm sure for a different show, um, I would definitely like to discuss that in terms of between us, everyone. Jake Asman, CK, you, uh, CP. I would like to go around the panel. Um, before it gets uh, later in the season, I would like everyone's thoughts on, like, what is your, what would be a disappointment for you this season? Like, what's a disappointment to you? Like, a true disappointment to you this season? Because I think you might get different answers from us. And mm-hmm. so, Cody Glock could be one of those fans that is like, yo, bro, like, 
I'm not, I'm not going to have much patience because it's no longer, the playoffs are no longer that important to me. I'm looking above for this franchise and above that for this team. So, you know, I, I think it's still, it's a little wild to say that game three, but I also understand some fans being a little bit antsy um, if we start losing some games early in the season. You know, I went on KFS uh, during this offseason and spoke with our guy, Andrew Claudio, man, and he asked me, like, if the Knicks make the playoffs this year, would it still be enjoyable? Like, if we make it this year, like, uh, and, you know, the question, the, the response I had is like, yeah, it'd I still be enjoyable. I just got a text. Just got a text from a good friend. Okay. He said, Quentin Grimes is Frank Nilakina with more skill. Okay, get, get out of here. <laughs> wow this is this is what i gotta go through during the game you know wow i got a best friend that's You're a game fan three, bro that, that but he's not even so here. much trash <sighs> so much better than frankie all right so much better than frankie i'm not gonna go there but anyway to get back to the topic of like expectations like claudio asked me like could you could we still enjoy this season Right. If we just make the playoffs, I'm like, yeah, I, I could still enjoy the season. We make the playoffs. It's like, I always think it's like the next season afterwards where it's like, now your aspirations gotta be, gotta be higher. If you make it two years in a row, because it's been a, it's been a minute since we've seen the Knicks make the playoffs and at least get out of the first round, like multiple times after you do that. Right. Then it's like, okay, what's the next serious move to like actually take you to the next level? Because that's when it starts saying like, it's, it's cool to be there. If you haven't been there for a minute, like, like last season, we haven't been there. Two years ago, but even when we made it, it was like it's it was so bad, right? And then we weren't in it the next season. Can we be can it can it be sustainable? Can it be two years in a row? We're in the playoffs, competitive. After that, I need to say we need to see more out of here. It ain't just cool just to be there. You gotta do you gotta do more for it because it takes time to build a championship. I get that. So that's why after two seasons, like for the Knicks, if you're if they're this if they're this good, right? Where you can make the playoffs, and we know you can make the playoffs, what's the next level to that? But hey, and you have, you know, mainstream media, Jay Williams, you have Stephen A. I mean, these guys are saying we're the third best team in the East. And, and they were saying that after a loss to the Celtics. So this is this might be one of those rare times where, you know, mainstream media and the Knicks fan base are closer in terms of what they think the team could be, or at least what they believe the expectations should be. And if that's the case, you know how that goes when 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 mainstream and the locals are aligned together, at least for the most part, pressure builds. And so, you know, the Knicks have some pressure, I believe. And maybe, maybe that's, that's some of the, you know, because Randall, that's going to be, that's, that's one of the things for him personally that he has to overcome is playing well under pressure situations. And so, you know, the team needs to calm down and, and you know, they need to start racking up some wins. But again, this is new territory for all of them in terms of they all have expectations. RJ has responded very well to those expectations of another year, contract hits, you know, but everyone else has to catch up. And on that note, I think this is a good spot to, to end the show on that, J.D., because I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I just will say this before we get out of here. They all listening to me, man, because CP and I had our bold takes. I had, I had the Knicks being the third. In the East. So this ain't this ain't news, man. This ain't news. All right. We all know they're tuning in too, but I think this is a good place to put a pin and, and end the conversation. Thank you all to Knicks Nation for tuning in for KFTV post game live. 
Sadly, the New York Knicks fell to the New Orleans Pelicans tonight. They lost 96 to 87. But hey, that's what we're here for. We're here for the therapy. We're here to talk you off the ledge. It's only three games in, people. Only three games in. There's still too much season to go, all right? And another, we got... Well, Cavaliers we lost tonight. Cavaliers lost today. They're 0-2 at home. Mm. This, this, thing, thing, this thing I hate about the NBA is when these th- things like that happen. They're 0-2 at home. Watch wa- watch some bull jive happen, and, th- and they beat us for their yeah. first one at home. Like, I hate those little stats because it's the ebbs and flows of the sport where, you know, a team goes on a little bit of a rut, and then they're at home, and then they play you, and you're coming off a loss, and you're still on the road. And it just makes the game more difficult than it needs to be. So... Um, Donovan Mitchell didn't play tonight. Uh, Indiana Pacers are 2-0 to start the season. And so now we get ready to play the Cavs. Uh, I think one of those two games will be on national television. So mm-hmm. I, I, I always like national TV games in terms of giving, you know, the Jalen Brunsons and some of our top guys, RJ, some recognition around the league. So I hope that they play well. And... Listen, if Mitchell doesn't play, I think we got to go 2-0. and How about that? Mitchell doesn't play, we got to go 2-0, and bro. That's a fact. No, absolutely. If there's no Donovan Mitchell, we got to go 2-0 and against the Cleveland Cavaliers and get this thing back on track. And look, J.D., it's a big week next week, all right? Not only do we have the Cavs on a back-to-back, that Friday we play the Milwaukee Bucks for the first game of the, of the in-season tournament. So it's a big week for the New York Knicks, man. A very big week for the New York Knicks. And only it would be better if they get it right, starting off the week with a win. So we will catch you on Tuesday for post-game live, but we're going to do weekly and all that stuff. We still got you covered. We're covering Knicks all the time. No need to fear. We're going to talk about Knicks as long as we're all living and breathing. But thank you all to Knicks Nation for tuning in once again. Like I said, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to share these videos with your friends, your family members, your pets. Doesn't matter who it is. Let them know about the movement so that way they can support this channel and that way you can help us continue to grow and give you this great content. On top of that, if you can't catch these live shows, it's all good. We're on any audio listening platform that you can tap into, Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be. You can always catch these shows if you can't catch it live. On top of that, look, support our sponsors, all right? We got Manscaped, all right? So make sure to use the promo code KFTV and make sure to get your 20% off and free shipping. Make sure to go get the Walmart 5.0 Ultra, all right? Make sure to go do that. And remember, Thursday, November 9th, at Dave & Buster's at the Palisades in Rockland County, you can go meet Jalen Brunson for a meet and greet and get his autograph, and CP will be hosting it. Doors open at 7 p.m., so make sure to go get your tickets at hallofamesignings.com. So make sure to do that. And make sure to go over to KnicksFanTV.com and go support our writers. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Salute to the chat. Salute to the chat. Salute to the mods. Salute to the franchise channel members. Salute to everybody. We'll catch you later next time. This is Alex and JD. We out. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.